I'd rather be doing 10 things and find nine things that didn't work to get the one than to be paralyzed by procrastination, self-doubt and worry and not get started. And as soon as you realize that actually you won't fail with 10 things, you're going to actually probably hit a success pretty quickly. Hello, this is Susie Walker, host of the How I Wrote My Book podcast. We're a friendly writer's community who meet online to connect, be inspired and feel happy as we write our books. This episode is brought to you by the Annex Story Fest taking place on February the 24th to the 26th, 2023 in the magical town of Annex, Northumberland, where stories come to life. The Annex Story Fest is bringing our community and visitors together to have fun, make new friends and be inspired by the stories we love. You can buy your tickets now at AnnexStoryFest.com. Hello, I'm Susie Walker, host of How I Wrote My Book podcast. Every week I will interview one of our brilliant writers coming to the Annex Story Fest about where they get their ideas, what inspires them and how they write their books. This week I'm talking to Michael Heppel, who is the author of eight Sunday Times best-selling self-help books. Through his events and coaching, Michael's worked with everyone from Category B prisoners to business leaders, premiership footballers, TV personalities, and Davina McCall says about Michael's coaching that it was the best and most life-changing hour and a half of her life. Michael is talking at the Annex Story Fest at one o'clock on the 25th about how to write, sell, and publish your book. Hello there, it's Susie Walker here and I'm delighted to be joined by the wonderful coach and expert, Michael Heppel. Michael, I have known you with my psychology hat on for many, many years. I came across you because you were Davina McCall's life coach and uh, Sarah Cox's life coach and both of those women and amazing that they are and what they've achieved and what they've created were our cover stars at Psychologies magazine. So everyone talks really nicely about you, Michael. They all say, this man inspires me. This man changed my life. How does that feel? You know, I would love to be all really modest right now and say something like, oh, yeah, it's really very, very kind. But actually, it's amazing. It's the best feeling in the world. When when Davina McCall wrote in her um, autobiography, in one hour, Michael Heppel changed my life. And then not just did that, but then wrote two pages about the whole process and what we did, it was it was extraordinary. I mean, Davina's very generous. Sarah's also very generous. I, I love what I do. And it's it's really exciting to be talking to you today, Susie. I'm, I'm, I'm buzzing about your podcast and I'm buzzing about what you've got planned. So what we've got planned is Annex Story Fest. And uh, Michael has so kindly agreed to come and talk uh, a session for us about how to write that book, which is Michael's new project. Michael knows what he's talking about. He has written, is it eight best-selling books? Eight books? Eight, um, eight books. Are- seven, seven are bestsellers. One isn't a yeah. bestseller. One's a Sunday Times number one bestseller, which even saying those words gives me the little tingles. And they're in 28 different languages and available in 80 countries. Yeah. And that freaks me out as well. <laughs> This man that we have sitting before us knows what he's talking about. So, Michael, I just want to really grill you about the writing process. So you're going to be talking to us a little bit today about how to write that book. So I, when we were sort of talking about the session, I said, how to write the book. 
And you said, no, 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 it's how to write that book. Talk about the distinction. Why that book? Well, because everybody has that book. You know that book that you love to read, that book that you recommend, that book that really reflects who you are? That's what I think you need before you even start to write. Because people have that classic cliche, does everybody have a book inside them? Yeah, but it's got to be that book, that one that makes you want to get out of bed early, that makes you want to stay up late, that you just have that feeling, I've got to get it out, I've got to write it, I need to tell that story. And whether it's a children's story, whether it's your autobiography or a memoir, whether it's a, a, a business book, a personal development book, whether it's a local history book, whatever it might be, when you want to write that book, you have to write that book. Yeah, and I, I know that feeling. So I, you know, I've written a couple of books in in, in my past, um, and I'm just trying to write a book now, a memoir about the time I spent on a year with my my son in a canal boat. Susie, coaching coaching hat. Hang on, stop. Coaching hat straight on. You're not trying to write that book, are you? You're either writing it or you're <laughs> no. not. Yeah, that's there we really go. good. I mean, thank you very much. So that's a really good. So let's. I want you to be uh, the kind of festival coach we've got lots of people coming to the festival who not only love stories and love writing but they they want to write that book so coaches through it how do we start Michael how do where where do we start with writing a book okay we've got to have a good idea it's a it's very simple you've got to have a good idea it doesn't have to be original but it has to be good and I think a lot of times people overthink originality. They say, oh, it's it, my book's absolutely unique. There's nothing like it. Now, if you were a publisher, that's a big alarm bell. You don't want something that's absolutely unique. You want something that it's like. So if you're pitching your book, it go, oh, it's a bit like this meets that. So that's the first thing. So a good idea. Secondly, you need to get into your mind that if you're going to write a book, you have to be a writer. Yeah, you've got to think about it like a job, like a part-time job. So if you've got other things in life, part-time job, I'm getting paid. I don't get the money at the time, but I'm going to be paid with the results. So I have to schedule in the time. And a lot of times people say, I've wanted to write a book for 20 years. I've never got around to it. And I say, did you put it in your diary? Did you put writing time in your diary? You know, Saturday morning between 8 and 12 that you're going to sit down? No. Well, what did you do instead? Well, I watched Saturday morning television. Guess what? You're never going to write that book. So you've got a schedule. That's the next thing. Third thing, you need accountability. You need people around you who are going to support you and also give you a friendly little kick up the bum if you haven't done what you said you're going to do. And that's really important. That's why I create these communities, these Write That Book communities, where people come together and help and support each other. Then, and only then, you need to worry about how good you are at writing. And most people aren't very good when they start, but they get better as they as they write. And and I have this expression, which sounds terrible, but I say, don't worry about what you're writing. Just get it on paper. And if necessary, write shite. Because <laughs> if you think, oh, I don't, I'm, I'm worried about how good I am. That's okay. Just 500 words of absolute shite <laughs> will be fine. Do that. And then do an edit. And learning how to edit your own work is, is a wonderful skill. And it's not that difficult. You know, there's a, there's a few little tips that people can have. Read out loud. That's one great tip. If you read something out loud, it makes a big difference. And then the other thing is often people overthink things like number of words. 
So they have these limiting, how many words should it be? If I'm writing a novel, should it be 100,000 words? If I'm writing a business book, should it be 50,000 words? My thing is never too long, only too boring, never too short, only too sparing. It doesn't matter as long as you tell that story. You, you started to write, you talk write shite, but also there's, it's called the shitty first draft, doesn't it? Sque- I always say, squeeze it out, squeeze it out, squeeze it out. Get it <laughs> I love that. And then, um, and then what do you do? Because I mean, the bit where I get stuck is then you've got this big amount of words. I'm a journalist, so I'm used to kind of doing short article. I know how to edit an article, but a book, and at the moment I've got like 80,000 words and I'm trying to, it feels so unwieldy. What's your advice about starting to take your shitty first draft, your shite, and then making it, starting to polish it into something else. Yeah, well, this is this is the classic first edit. And, you know, we've had people who've done, I write that book programs, and they said, my book was 100,000 words, and I thought, I need to edit it and get it down. I did the edit, and it was, it's now 120,000 words <laughs> because I've suddenly thought of a, a character that needs to be developed or a plot line that didn't really go anywhere and it should that's okay you can edit up you can edit down that's that's the whole point of editing however my my i love these little things to help people to remember stuff my big thing with an edit is if in doubt leave it out because if you have that little bit of self that oh should this be in or shouldn't it be in i'm not really sure take it out because if you're doubting it your reader has already doubted it 250 words beforehand if you're going down a road that doesn't need to be there take it out if you've got unnecessary words take them out and when you read some of the the real greats on writing so stephen king's on writing which is a brilliant book and uh word um and bird by bird where uh, i've forgotten who that was by but another great book on, on on writing and they talk about this idea of making every sentence count what's the purpose of the first sentence to make you read the second one What's the purpose of the second one to make you read the third one and so on. And if, if you think, oh, don't worry, because the next chapter that gets explained on the next chapter, suddenly it picks up the pace again. People have already switched off. They've already gone. So every single word has to count. If in doubt, leave it out. Great. In terms of procrastination and doubt, you know, I, I've been a published writer, but I still got absolutely flawed by I doubt and who will ever want to read this and yeah. and then I procrastinate how do we beat that when we're in the middle of the process and we think oh whatever I am going to watch Saturday morning telly instead I think you write for one person first if you start and write for the masses if you're writing for popularity and thinking that oh I wonder if we're going to will I be able to sell a thousand copies of this as soon as you do that then you start writing for a thousand different opinions so I think you need to create an avatar, an individual. Now, my person sits on the top of my screen, and there they are, and it's a little Lego person, and I write for that one person all the time. So this is, this is a, a, a woman who's 55. That's who I'm writing for, a woman who's 55. And I actually know all sorts of things about I know our doubts, I know our worries. I still write for men, of course I do. But I just if, I found when we did some research that um, you know, about – 65% of the people who were interested in my write that book stuff were women. So that's who I'm writing for. And I other, the other thing I'll do is to remember that when you're, write, when you're writing for one person, you can have a little chat with them. So have a conversation in your mind and say, you know, I've got some worries. Would you, would you like that? 
and listen to what comes back. Now, this is just your intuition talking. Uh, the, the time when <laughs> I've had people say, Michael, I tried that thing and I found like I was making up the sentences. I was making up the answers myself. I was like, yeah, that's the point. <laughs> you're meant to feel like you're making up yourself. You're asking yourself a better question rather than sitting there, you know, procrastinating and, and pondering and having self-doubt. So I think one thing, ask ask questions of your avatar. Know who you're writing for. Second thing is I use, uh, I have an affirmation, which is do it now, do it now, do it now. It's not the most sophisticated one, but each time I say it, I say it louder and louder and louder. So as soon as I feel the procrastination coming on, I say, do it now, do it now, do it now. And I shout that last one really loud. My wife has the office next door to me. We work from home and um, we're in an old farmhouse and she's, we have the dairy as the, um, our office. And she's kind of goes, you can just hear her go, here he goes. <laughs> Cause I'm about to do something. She just knows something is about to happen. So do it yes. now, do it now, do it now. And then the other thing is use pain, use pain to motivate you. So this is, this is a great short term motivator and imagine how it would feel if your best friend or somebody who you know or somebody who maybe you didn't like published their book and they're all they're getting all these people on facebook on social media and instagram and people go oh you've written a book oh that's brilliant that's fantastic and they turn to you and they go how's your book going michael what would you say how's that gonna feel they they started at the same time they did it you didn't and use that as a motivator think i don't want that pain it doesn't work for the long term, but it certainly works for the short term. And I know you used the, you talked about the seventeen minute technique as well. Tell me about that. So this is, yeah, seventeen minute sprints. You you probably don't want to sit down and write for four hours, but everybody can find seventeen minutes. And this this came from um, a, a guy called Harold Evans. Actually, I, I met with him in New York. And he at the time was um, the head of Random House, the biggest publisher in the world at that particular time and it was the day of the oj simpson verdict and i was a fundraiser and i remember sitting in his office waiting to go in i could hear him on the phone chat 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 with somebody and this little light flashed on the pa's desk and she said oh mr heppel you can go in now and as i walked past her desk she said excuse me and i looked she said you've got 17 minutes I thought I've never had 17 minutes to do anything in, in my, for a meeting in my life. That's bizarre. So I went in and um, sat on the sofa and he was. He finished his call. And he went, look, you're busy. I'm busy. Do we have a deal? It's a yes or no. Yes. Good, 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 good. Put the phone down. And I, you know, I always practice my opening sentence, this opening words that I'm going to use. And I turned and I said, oh, it's, it's great to meet you. And I think we're going to have the only conversation in New York that isn't about the O.J. Simpson verdict. And he looked at his telephone on his desk and he said, do you know who that was? No, he said, that was Marsha Clark doing the book deal two hours after the verdict. I was like, wow. And he said, only in New York, Michael, only in New York. And then we had a meeting that lasted for exactly 17 minutes. At the end of 17 minutes, a light flashed on his desk. He said, that's it. Let's go. And I thought, wow. And I wrote him a journal on the, I was flying home that night. Somebody who values their time so much that they will measure a meeting as 17 minutes is a person who I want to be. And so 17 minutes became a bit of a thing. And now what I do is if I find myself putting something off, I'll say, Hey Siri, 17 minute countdown. Sorry to everybody's series who've suddenly gone off or Alexa, you can do it. And you'll get a countdown. 
just write for 17 minutes. That's all you have to do. Write shite, write whatever, do an edit, whatever you're doing. Just work on your project for 17 minutes. I promise you at the end of 17 minutes, you'll want to keep going. I, I love that idea. I love the kind of, because I, I think sometimes I think, oh, I should be writing all day. So to write 17 minutes. And also, I love the story that you've just told, you know, that somebody who is, you know, that, you know, professional. And it's, you know, as you say, people's time is really valuable, isn't it? And it's like, yeah, how, you know, the, time is the currency of our lives. Someone once told me that. And I'm like, yeah. And so how are you going to spend that time? And how are you going to spend your own time? So I can't bear it when, when we're all, you know, mindlessly scrolling. So I love this idea. But in for a second, that's a really good point. People say, I don't have time to write a book, but they can spend yeah. literally hours scrolling through stuff on TikTok or Reels or whatever, thinking, oh, I'm just finding something interesting, and then justifying it by that one thing, oh, that was a really good one. But you know what? People scroll through shite. You might as well be writing shite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I absolutely agree. And I, you know, I, but I'm so sophisticated in my pro- procrastination. I'll go, I'm looking at this because I need the inspiration for that character. And I'm like, I'm, I'm so clever at it. But it's, so I literally have to sort of leave everything downstairs in a locked box so I can't go near it. Um, I want to ask you about, a, um, there's a lot of people coming to the festival who, you know, we're, we're reading lots of, there's lots of publishers here. But what's your kind of opinion about being published by a publisher and being self-published? What, what do you think? Because you've, you've, I think you've done both, haven't you? Yeah. If you'd asked me this question five years ago, I would still be saying, you've got to get a publisher. Find a publisher. But the world has changed massively in the last five years. So I've been published by Hodder and I've been published by Pearson, two of the the real big publishers. Last publication was published by Michael Heppel. And my next one will probably be published by Michael Heppel because I think there is a, a new way of publishing, a new method of publishing. Distribution can be done for you. People kind of go, oh, well, I want to be in WH Smith's an airport. Even if you get a publishing deal, the chances of that happening are tiny. You're better off building your own tribe, your own group of people, which you can do for free on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, on these platforms. Be interested in other people. Build up a group of people who are so keen to buy your work, that the day that you say, yeah, my book's available, you're going to sell the first batch. And then the methodology of literally getting people used to be, oh, well, yeah, that's fine if you want to just be on Kindle. Now you can do a run of 100 books, first-class quality, really good. I mean, people like Mixum and and other publishing um, places like that, printers like that, will do really great quality books that are almost as good as if you've done a big 5,000 run with a a big publisher. Only a pro would be able to spot the difference in the quality. Digital print is changing rapidly, absolutely. And I do believe that these days anybody can write, publish, and sell their book. And that's the whole thing about you know, people kind of go, I want to write a book. And I say, you, want to, you don't actually. You want to write, publish, and sell your book. And that's three different elements. And the bit that people hate the idea of is the selling. Oh, I don't know. Will anybody buy it? Oh, I hate promoting myself. Well, it's just because you don't know how to do it. We hate anything that we don't know how to do. 
I don't, I don't, I hate the idea of doing a triathlon, but if I did one, you know, I'd get someone to coach me. I'd get someone to help me. I'd learn how to ride a bike properly. I'd learn how to swim properly. I'd learn how to, you know, stay fit so I can do, do the run. And then I would go out and do it. I wouldn't just set off tomorrow and try and do a triathlon. And there's so many people now in the wonderful world of book publishing who want to help. And that's the great thing about one of the great things about the festival. People are coming together to want to help each other. And the world of writing is one of people wanting to help. It's not, it's, People kind of, you know, oh, the cutthroat world of publishing. No, it's not. Not especially not between the writers. Everybody wants to help each other. Everybody wants to support each other. Everybody wants to give people a leg up. And when you come along to the festival, you're going to meet other people who will want to help. You're going to meet other people who are passionate about words and the fact that words change lives. And uh, sorry, the, the fact that words, I've said that wrong. The fact that words change worlds. That's a better alliteration. Um, but they do change lives. And, 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 and you're going to end up with this community of people who want to see you making a difference. And that's when you know, you know what, this is it. I have to be an author. I've got to write that book. Yeah, it's spot on, Michael. I absolutely agree. I, I believe that the future belongs to the storytellers. And the more we can learn how to craft a story and create a compelling story, it's about owning our own stories and then and then sort of beaming it out into the world. I really think that this is a really important skill for us all to learn. It really is. Um, Absolutely. Michael, we do have a program as well. So tell me a little bit about your program to write that book. How does that work? Well, write that book, it's basically we start off with a, a pop-up group for a week just to see if people are interested in writing. Is it going to be the thing for me? And individuals come along and they, um, and they, we do it all online and we show people how to develop an idea how to you know create a killer title um how to you know understand what's the what's the synopsis of a book getting that into one paragraph getting that into a couple of sentences is really important because that gives you the direction of, of where you're going we finish off with something called cover story where we teach people how to create a cover it's never the cover that it ends up being but it's a lot of fun doing that and we have this really supportive environment and because we've done this six times now we've got a whole group of alumni people who come along and help and advise so you put you post something you post your idea a little bit nervous oh you know this is my idea this is my thought my, my concept my title whatever and all these people come in with great ideas and great support. And it's super positive. And then at the end of it, we do a masterclass. And the masterclass lasts for three months. And during that time, I go through everything that you need to learn how to write, publish, and sell your books. So it's, it's literally developing an idea, how to write so people want to read. I had to learn how to write properly. You know, I didn't, I didn't, wasn't, didn't leave school and go, oh, I can just write. I had to learn the craft. Same, same with you, Susie. You'd learn to do it by learning to do it. But I'm going to short, I short circuit it for people. We teach people how to build up a tribe. So how you can create that following, what exactly what you need to do. And we'll show people how you can have 500 people in your tribe in 90 days. And then we show how to market. And marketing isn't clever adverts and it isn't you know having to have billboards and pages in magazines this is stealth marketing this is marketing in the same way that 
when your friend's doing um, a, a, a charity event and you tell people about it because you want to, it's getting people to do that and to same thing about your book. And then the, the fifth element is literally the publishing process, exactly what you need to do, how you upload a book, how you print it, how to price it, how to post it out, how to set up a web page, how to take orders, all that type of thing. So you are a proper published author who's selling your books. And also within that, how to pitch an agent, how to pitch a publisher. And, um, you know, we've had lots of people now who have got book deals, but the vast majority end up self-publishing, and I love that. I think it's 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 the future. So yeah, so we've got a. So if you go to writethatbook.co.uk, you can click on there and you can get the details. And the next one starts in um, end of October. I mean, Michael, that sounds absolutely incredible. Really, really good. Because I think again, giving that overview of you know the the process of how to do it. Because often, as you say, when you I remember you talk about running a marathon. I did run a marathon once, never again. But it was like, how do you do it? But actually, when you when you figure it out, it's actually you know step by step, and it's you literally learn how to run one mile and then another, and then it goes from there. And I love that. So I thought for me, it's I always think if I can do a marathon, I can do anything. So yes. I think with this, learning how to do it, learning the building blocks, it's the same as writing an article for a magazine. It's the same thing. It's you know I used to send, so I used to work for Coca Cola in my student days you know, say the Coca-Cola kid, because I, I was trying to get people's attention. And I was like, I just, you know, showed what an amateur I was by doing that. I didn't know what the process was. So by learning the process and doing it properly, it just enables you to, as you say, to get your words out there, to get your stories out there. Really powerful. Thank you. Yeah. Really good. It's interesting, Susie, because those things, like you being the Coca-Cola kid and that type of stuff, it's also what defines us. It's about, you know... It, not everything is going to work, but that's okay because I'd, I'd rather be doing 10 things and find nine things that didn't work to get the one than to be paralyzed by procrastination, self-doubt and worry and not get started. And as soon as you realize that actually you won't fail with 10 things, you're going to actually probably hit a success pretty quickly. There's going to be some things that are going to work really well straight away then that yeah. gives you that oomph. But all of those things have got one thing in common. And you, you can see behind me, though, that, that second shelf there, the one that has Brilliant on, 95% of that shelf now is people who didn't have a book, but now they do. Now they've written, published, and, and they're selling their book. Over 100 people now have written, published, and sold their book. I've got another 200 in the pipeline who were all in that same place. Can I do it? And the answer is, yes, you can so inspiring it really is and look at all those books wow just for me it's really inspiring never mind you know putting this podcast out so michael thank you so much i cannot wait to come to your session um in next february when we do the annex story fest thank you so much for your time today brilliant advice brilliant inspiration and thank you so much for your support today my absolute pleasure Susie. it's going to be a great event i can't wait Thank you for listening to How I Wrote My Book podcast. If you want to join a friendly writing community, do join us at howiwrotemybook.com. Big thank you to all our partners and sponsors. Annex Story Fest is brought to you by Annex Gardens, Annex Town Council, Annex Castle, Annex Playhouse, Northumberland Estates, Northumberland County Council Community Chest, the Bailiff Skate Museum, Barter Books, The Accidental Bookshop, and our free kids program is sponsored by Yopa and Helen Kelly, our local friendly online estate agent. 
Thank you also to Alcon and Turnbull's Northumbrian Food. You can buy your tickets now at annexstoryfest.com.